Well, some people are starting to wonder if the best way to prevent future Hamas terror invasions is, in fact, that something that horrible will change the way that American Jews vote. Hmm. Hi, everybody. I'm Bill Little here with Steve Green and Scott Ott. And, uh, folks, this is a topic that, uh, that we certainly we all started together back in 2008. We watched the, the Obama administration with, with Iranian advisors at the top level with Susan Rice and, and, and all the rest of them. And we, we saw some real concerns about this. Towards the end of his administration, there was a deal where they shipped pallets of money to, you know, to Iran and, and, and all the rest of this. What harm could there be? What could, what could possibly go wrong? Uh, it's not lost on many of us that uh, not too long before the Hamas uh, terror invasion, a uh, significant amount of money was released uh, to Iran. And fortunately, that wasn't used in the terror invasion because Iran assured us that they would not use any of that money on weapons. Oh. So we can, we can at least relax about that point. But seriously now... We've watched progressively left, further left-leaning Democratic administrations do more and more and more to um, isolate Israel and to celebrate their their enemies. And I'm wondering if we not have, if we may now have actually reached a tipping point where something so horrific is actually going to change the way that that American Jews vote. Uh, Scott, the the. The magnitude of this Hamas attack is unlike anything that we've experienced since World War II, and, and certainly it, it's an emotional thing to watch for for those of us who aren't Jewish, but I imagine for those of you who are Jewish, it's it's horror on top of horror yeah. because of their uh, unique background. Um, I don't know if you could say that that the that the Biden administration is so much of an enemy of Israel as it seems to be friendly towards Israel's enemies, and and certainly when Donald Trump was president and basically put the full faith and credit of the United States government behind the idea of moving the Israeli uh, capital to Jerusalem, uh, you certainly had a pretty clear contrast between the way the United States and Israel operated together with the Republican president and this current Democratic president. Do you think that the emotional shock of what of what American Jews have seen happening in Israel is going to be enough to get them to reconsider their uh, the way they vote? Because the thing that actually seems to be the most influential in this regard, Scott, is I think American Jews are simply astonished at the amount of support that Hamas is getting from left-leaning left institutions, including virtually all of our colleges and, and, and institutions like that. I, I hope that's the case. I hope it does change the way they vote. And I'm not talking about in a partisan way, but, you know, instead of being a, just a reliable cipher that shows up at the polls on election day to, to you know, do their duty to the, uh, to the left, um, I hope they do start thinking harder. I got to be part of a little conversation that happened a number of years ago where a president of a local synagogue, I'm sorry if that's not the proper title for such a man, but that's kind of what his role was. And um, he got in a conversation with a guy who was a conservative running for U.S. Senate. And this guy had always voted Democrat. And he had a private one-on-one -on -one meeting with this um, Republican Senate candidate. And afterward, he and his wife maxed out to that candidate in, in donations. And basically... Um, it was the Republicans sitting down with him and frankly discussing the status of Israel in the eyes of this man's party. 
And um, for years, I think the the left has been doing everything it can to separate, especially secular Jews, that are Jews that are just kind of cultural Jews, but not necessarily religious Jews, to separate them from the state of Israel and to constantly draw that cl- clean, bright line to say that, you know, if you're a Jew, that doesn't mean you have to support Israel. Israel is a government, Jew is a cultural thing or a religious thing. And so, um, so they've been kind of pulling them away from that, desperate um, to get get that taken care of before something like this happens. Because even if you're just a secular Jewish person, and even if you don't feel a strong bond to the state of Israel, you can't help but look at that situation and see a bunch of peoples whose names sound an awful lot like your relatives' names who are just being raped and slaughtered and brutalized um, on the Sabbath. And so, uh, you know, I I do think um, that President Biden is trying to to have it both ways. He's trying to say, hey, we're a strong supporter of Israel. We're, you know, we are in their, in their, uh, we have their back. We will help them. Um, and then he's also trying to say, well, we don't think that innocent civilians who are in the Gaza Strip should be, should be brutalized or, or injured or starved or whatever is going on there. And I can understand both of those arguments. However, where it gets troublesome is when you begin to make like a moral equivalency between the two sides and basically start to talk as if you thought these are just two angry parties fighting with each other and they've been fighting with each other for years and so we want these angry parties to stop fighting. So you guys, you settle down over there. Um, there is no moral equivalency. Um, there is, you know, the. I saw uh, something on X today that I think uh, somebody posted a video and said, here's the difference. Uh, this crowd is cheering because a hostage was released and was allowed to return home in Israel. Um, this crowd is cheering because a bunch of teenagers were slaughtered at a concert or some such thing. You know, basically they're saying, you can't look at these two cultures. Um, what's the atheist name? Uh, is it Sam Harris? Sam Harris did a podcast recently where he was he was talking about this, and he doesn't have any kind of spiritual bond, obviously, um, with either of the major religions represented here. But he basically says you can't you can't observe as an unbiased observer the behavior of these two sides and conclude anything other than Israel must end the threat of Hamas because Hamas will never stop being a threat until Israel is gone. Israel would be just as happy if Hamas just minded its own business. Israel would continue to do what they've been trying to do for years, which is basically uh, back away and say, look, you do your thing, we'll do our thing, just don't hurt anybody. Um, And uh, Hamas the whole time has been thinking, how can we kill you? How can we kill you all from the river to the sea? Yeah. Uh, Steve, uh, like like many of us uh, uh, conservatives... uh, over the course of the last 15 years or so, or longer now, actually, I've sat down with Jewish friends of mine, Jewish conservatives, and say, and basically just sit down one-on-one and say, what's, why, what's going what's on here? What's the actual hell? It's, yeah. it's so obvious what the actual hell. And the, the one response that I seem to get most often was that, was that the, the, the large percentage of American Jews that vote Democratic, they, they said to me, Bill, you have to understand, for those people – Judaism is not their religion. Liberalism is their mm. religion. And and that clarified an awful lot of this for me. Um, but what but their their problem now, their their giant um perceptual problem now 
is that that's fine, but now they are watching American liberals waving Palestinian flags and celebrating the massacre of innocent Israelis. And if that's not going to cause cognitive dissonance, then I don't know what will, honestly. Yeah. And the the, the problem here, the, the lack of recognition is the Democrat Party is not a liberal party anymore. It's a it's a hard left party. It's, it's a process that started in 1968 and was really cemented in place by Barack Obama you know, 15 years ago now. Um, mm-hmm. It is you look up liberal in a dictionary and there is nothing or very little on the American left that has any of those principles left. Um, they're just gone. Um, and that said, oh, poor Joe Biden, hoist on his own petard here. He, he had to resume Obama's Iran deal because let's face it, this is Obama's third term. He's doing exactly what he said he'd like to do. He's just, you know, picking up the phone now and then and telling the White House what to do. Uh, so Biden lets Iran out of the cage that uh, that Trump had put it back into during his term in office, and the result, of course, was inevitable. the The monsters let loose, and Hamas is the the, the pit bull, and boom, there there you go. Um, and now Biden is caught between. His need to be uh, to, to provide defense aid to Israel simply because number one they're an ally. Number two, I don't care who you are, you don't want to be the president that that uh, oversaw another Holocaust that you could have done something about. And he's the, the other side he's caught between are people on the American left who openly side with Hamas and who every single one of them are Democratic Party supporters. End of story. Full stop. So. That's that's Biden's political situation, and if it weren't for all the the death and destruction unleashed unleashed on Israel, I would just it would just bathe in Schadenfreude up to my nostrils. Um, but as I said, the issue here is is actually bigger than Israel. There's something I'd, I'd suspected, and I actually saw an interesting figure today on Instapunit. David Bernstein had a post this morning that showed that. Jewish voters are actually a moderating influence on today's Democrat Party. In fact, in the the 2020 primary race, Jews supported the most radical candidate, Bernie Sanders, by about 10 percent, which was less than any other Democrat voting group, mm-hmm. even though he's you know technically one of their own. Um, and well, yeah, I mean Bernie's just a commie. Well, yeah, I mean he's got his dodge. He's got he's got the whole works. He's a commie. Um, the problem the Republicans have is winning these votes. It's it's one thing if if liberal Jews realize there's no liberalism left on the Democratic Party. It's another thing to go and win those votes. Scott has talked about this a number of times about how mm-hmm. Republican Republicans running for office won't go to the black urban centers and and just listen. If we would just go in and listen, that would make so much headway right there because we share a lot of concerns, particularly when it comes to education. Um, and I watched uh, uh, Carrie Lake, her candidacy for the Arizona Senate really impressed me right up until just a day or two before the election, maybe three days before the election, where she underperformed every other statewide Republican and lost what should have been a, a winnable race because she said she didn't want the votes of John McCain voters in Arizona. What the hell were you thinking? You have to go out there and you have to court 
every single vote. You have, That's right. I want every I want every vote in the country. I want every single and, one and of them. And you have to mean it. You have to mean it. You, you yeah. have to go out there. You have to meet people. You have to talk to them. You have to listen. I want to I, I want to hear more listening from our politicians, especially from our Republicans. And that's going to be the effort on on our part on the right to say if you were looking for for religious tolerance, you're going to find it on the right. Um, that's that's where it is. That's where it's really always been. Um, this is this this is your home. We want your vote. We 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 want to support you in your freedom in this country, and we want to help uh, your brethren in Israel defend themselves. But really, as important as Israel is, when it comes to winning those votes, that's a secondary issue. We've got to get out there and we've got to fight for those votes, Bill. Bill. Uh, I've had many conversations. Um, with uh, Jewish friends about this issue, and when when I ask them why is it that that speaking as a voting group now obviously generalizing quite a bit, but speaking as a as a voting demographic, why is it that Jews are so reluctant to vote for Republicans? And the and the answers I get usually break down into two categories, and often both of them. One of them is the, is the historical problem, where. In the in the past, and I mean quite quite a long time ago, these rich uh, country club, you know, New England snobs, basically, who would not allow Jews into their country club, were perceived to be Republican, and so that that kind of stays with them now. But certainly now, the Democratic Party is the party of the super rich, the super snobby, and so on. But the but the other one, I think, is just plain provably wrong on its face, and that is that many. American Jews believe that if they vote for Republicans, they will see the emergence of a Christian nation and that, and that you know, that, that, that these uh, conservative Christians will bring about our handmaiden's tale state and, and eliminate, you know, Jewish worship completely, which is, which is just simply absurd, which is telling me that there's a deeper issue here and that it's not a question of politics. It's, about, it's a question about identity. And, and for generations, American Jews have believed that good people vote for Democrats and the mean people vote for Republicans. Mm. And, and that is a very, very difficult thing to shake. However, I don't see any way for, for a Democratic Party voting American Jew to not notice that all of the things that the Democratic Party now supports and that are considered to be left-wing causes – are out there waving Palestinian flags and calling for the destruction of Israel. There's no way around that for them. And by the way, I don't think it's lost on most American Jews that when you hear people saying the destruction of Israel, they realize it's not a whole further big step from the destruction of the Jews in Israel no. to the destruction of the Jews in America either. This anti-Semitism thing has a bit of a history. Um, I certainly would not wish this attack on anybody in order to change their minds. But I actually do really think that this has had a profound effect on how um, American Jews are going to look at how they vote for uh, in terms of who they go to next election. And and I'll just close this by saying, if this doesn't do it, then I don't think anything will. If, if you become so, if your identity becomes so tied into your political ideology that you are not able to change uh, the way you view it, the world in light of something this dramatic, this inescapable, then you are a prisoner of, of an ideology that, that 
owns you rather than you owning it. And and I think it's it's time that American Jews started voting in their own interests and in the interests of other Jews around the world and in the state of Israel. And that is to stop voting for these progressives who are not on your side and who are just as happy to see you dead as they are to see the uh, Israelis that were killed in in that horrible attack uh, about a little over a month ago now. So hopefully things will change. We'll see soon enough, I guess. For Steve Green and Scott Ott, I'm Bill Whittle. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time right here on Right Angle.